need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The reason that I'm here is because you know, the club is seeking change. He said, well, whether you come or not, you're going to see a completely different first team under me. You know, my hope and my desire and what I'm going to try and do is give our supporters hope and, and belief that we're... Um, you know, we're going to embark on something special. Welcome into the Tottenham Depot. It is episode 137, and it is a little bit of a special edition. Uh, we just potted a couple days ago here, uh, but we are back, and uh, it's because what we said was was going to happen has, has apparently happened. Uh, Harry Kane is indeed leaving Tottenham Hotspur for Bayern Munich, and uh, just days before the Premier League season is set to go, I've got Scott here alongside, and and Scott, you know, I got to be honest with the listeners here. You kind of called for this. You kind of wanted to to get back on the mics and say some more things. I feel like we said a lot on Tuesday, but um, I I hear you. I I heard your call. You wanted to jump back on the microphones and say a little bit more about this situation. It is obviously monumental news and 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 a really big deal. But um, you know, this is. This feels like a long, long journey and a long, long road that we have traveled to get to this point. Um, but all of a sudden, just days before the season starts, it's it seems like this is this is this is a done deal. Yeah, it is, and I obviously this is one where we never quite knew, but we kind of suspected right for the past couple of months or whatever that this was coming, especially you know as the saga or saga you know continued to 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 drag on and more bids were made and rejected and increased and rejected and increased and rejected. I think we all, we all knew that that the longer it went on, the longer it was likely to happen as these things often, uh, you know, take shape in, in, in football and transfers, et cetera. But it's, it's tough because it's Harry Kane. Um, But it's also one that I think we've probably been bracing for, for a while as Spurs fans. And, and if I had to put it into one word, it would be relief. I'm just so fucking glad that this whole thing's done. I know there's going to be plenty of people that are furious with the board and furious with Levy specifically and, you know, feeling sorry for Ange Postacoglu, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, but ultimately for me, it's just, it's just relief that this thing is done and over with and we can go on to supporting Spurs without the Harry Kane narrative in our ear the entire time we're supporting our club. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling a lot of those emotions as as this thing, you know, comes to a close. I um I do want to shout out our, our friend Nathan A. Clark from the Extra Inch. He he sent out a tweet a little while ago that that kind of summed it up for me almost perfectly. Um he said he's the greatest player in our history. We'll never see anyone quite like him again. It's true that we failed him. It's true that he gave up on us. And I'm excited for the project and season to come. Everything there kind of hits it on the head for me. There's a lot of blame to go around in all of this. Um, and I don't really blame anyone for having any kind of emotion about this. You can be pissed at the board for 
leaving this until just a handful of days before the season starts. Uh, you can be pissed at Harry Kane for, you know, like Nathan A. Clark said in that tweet, kind of giving up on the club. Um, you can also be kind of glad, like you said, that this thing is over and this this all feels like the culmination or maybe the really the end of this long, painful rebuild that that Mauricio Pochettino spoke about many years ago. Um, and, and it's been going on this long, painful rebuild has been going on and we we've lived through so much in these, you know, almost four plus years now since the the Champions League final. And now there's only one player remaining from the starting 11 uh, from that from that Champions League final team. And that's Youngman's son. And it, it's it's kind of like surreal to think about it in that way. But that's those are the facts. That's where we're at. Well, and, and ironically or coincidentally, whatever, ironic might, might be the best word, but at least coincidentally here, the team is now him and sons to, 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 to carry, right? And and I don't mean that in a, in a oh, my God, this poor guy's got to carry Spurs on his back. That's been the narrative painted around Kane for so long, but it is his team to throw on his back and, and uh, you know, take as far as he wants to take it. And, and I think Sonny's the guy that relishes that. We've talked about it, how, how he performs at such a high level for Korea and performs at such a high level when Kane is, you know, injured for his, you know, X amount of weeks or months or whatever every season until he saw this ankle specialist. My son has always thrived when he is the guy and he will be the guy now without question. And, and when I say that, I'm not saying he's our striker. I still think Richarlison will, will, will start at, uh, at striker you know, as many games as he's fit for, but, but I do think that everything's going to, going to revolve around him and son's uh, world-class ability going forward. So before we get into talking a little bit more about what this team is going to look like uh, minus Harry Kane, um, just to take people, you know, if, if you've been kind of checked out this summer and are just coming back into this and, and are kind of baffled, this has been a long saga throughout the, throughout the summer and, and the athletic, you know, you know, has, has kind of reported a lot on, you know, the timeline of this, um, David Ornstein has a piece from today, uh, Thursday, as we record this, the 10th, um, talking about that the, the Tottenham has accepted this proposal. It's worth more than 100 million euro, which is more than about 86 and a half pounds, million pounds. Um, and all the reporting of this is that Kane just wanted this done before the start of the Premier League season. He did not want to start the Premier League season with Spurs and then depart, of course, the transfer window is still open through the end of the month, but the season for everybody getting going here in a matter of days and Byron had been at this. They'd already had three, you know, formal bids reportedly um, it, it rejected by Spurs. So Spurs kind of dragged this out and kept saying they weren't going to sell. They weren't going to sell. And now all of a sudden they've accepted a bid. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be uh, bristled by the fact that this is not a bid of like, a hundred million pounds plus, or, you know, like even more than that 120 million. I mean, I heard a lot of, of figures thrown out there, but are, are we just to the point where it's a take what you can get for a player like this because he has one year left on his deal type of situation um, and, and take the money and run, or are you in any kind of way like pissed off that they didn't get more? Well, I think the first thing I'll say is, this this times with the start of a true rebuild and change in philosophy for the club back maybe a revert back to its old philosophy if you will right but this is a change in 
and the guard from top to bottom. So I think from that perspective, it does time well. You know, it's, it's different than if this were to happen last year in between two Conte seasons or something, right? Um, so that really factors in here, but but the contract factors in as well. I think bringing in plus the Koglu and knowing what he can do with the right tools and knowing that we were probably going to spend regardless for plus the Koglu, but now we've got a, an extra, what I think is probably going to end up being like 100, 100 million pounds when, when all is said and done and we see the final fee, right? Somewhere around there, I think, is, is what we'll see. But I think all those factors just kind of time together to make this the the, the, the right time for this to happen. Um, I also I also think for the club, it is a very, very, very good lesson in selling at the right time. Um, we've fallen on our face a few times there, but but I, this is no exaggeration. There was a time where our first 11 could have been sold for a billion dollars. And I'm not I'm not even fucking around. Kane was Kane was being chopped to Madrid by the by the press and 200 million dollar fees were being reported. Deli Ali for 150 million Christian Eriksen for 100 million. You had Peak Rose and Son, who were both probably, or sorry, Walker and and Rose, who were, uh, why did I say Rose and Son? What a weird combination! But we had we had Peak Rose and Walker, who were probably both valued at seventy five million, right? Toby and Jan, about the same. Um, there was about a million dollars worth of assets in our starting eleven, and we didn't move on any of that, right? So I think this is a stark reminder that selling isn't always you know, a horrible thing and, and reinvesting in the squad through through your top talent has seen teams like Liverpool kick on and do some wonderful things. So uh, a good a good lesson for the club to learn here, here too because they lost, you know, what could have been 120 million pounds in a fee to Real Madrid a couple of years ago and we don't have anything to show for Kane not leaving. Well, we have, I mean, there's, I don't know. There's there, are 200, and, 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 there are there are 280 goals in 435 appearances to, to, sure. to show for it. Um, he's, he's, he's obviously the club's all-time leading goal scorer. They, I don't know. I, I, I don't really think you can look at it in the way that, oh, Spurs should have sold off their starting 11 for a billion pounds. Like I get what you're saying, sure. but they sure, have sure, to pick sure. spots. And honestly, I, I think, and look, I this is this is the unpopular opinion. I think they've missed the, the the spot to sell a player like Youngman's son and reinvest in there too. Um, but you know, to each his own. I mean, I, I think keeping Harry Kane would have been prudent if they wanted to continue to goal score. But like I said, this long painful rebuild, it's this is just felt like it's dragged on now and dragged on. And yeah. this really does feel like the final, um, almost the final stitch being removed from a wound. <laughs> And the healing, you know, can really now start to begin. Um, and as, as painful as that is, and as painful it is to look down at that scar, like that, that's a, it's a scar and it's, it's, it's got, it's going to take time still. Um, and, and we hope that Antipostokoglu can help to, to mend that thing. Um, where, where are you with, if, if they are getting this money in, like how much of that should be, could be reinvested over the next handful of weeks because now we are kind of looking at our watches and thinking okay this this clock is ticking down a little bit toward the end of the transfer window do you think they bring in another striker there's rumors out there about the club going after Romelu Lukaku which I don't really want to buy into too much but um, not because I don't think Romelu Lukaku could do a job but I just I don't know who what the source is and you know me in transfers but but I, I I'm I'm skeptical that they will go after a big name or, or, or someone like that to supplement this because I feel like they're just going to hand the striker role over to Richarlison and youth beyond that and go from there. 
the one thing I would say is I do feel that they'll go and bring a striker in. Um, now that we know Valise is probably going to end up being with, with, with the youth team for now. Um, I, I don't, I'd love actually, if we decide to let him back up Richarlison, right? We need to show faith in our signing, but I wouldn't be surprised if they bring someone in to actually compete with Richarlison. Richarlison's the guy without question. I know there's a stupid narrative painted on Twitter about his inability to play as a striker. I say it all the time. He's Brazil's number nine and plays very well for them, right? We've been playing in a very defensive shape since he got here. Just keep your eyes peeled for what Charleston can do in this Ange Postacago system is all I'm going to say, right? And we'll leave it at that. But Richarlison's a guy, and I think it'd be prudent to bring in some competition for him. Um, but the interesting thing is, as besides that backup striker, which is funny to say that because how, how often ha- – and how long have we talked about that backup striker role at Spurs, right? Just a little bit different of an angle now, but that backup striker role, I think is a question, but beyond that with the Van de Ven coming in, um, you know, I still think another, another star center back would be awesome, right? Do it. Does it happen? I don't know. But if I look at a first 11 of Udogi, Van de Ven, Romero, Royale, then you've got Basuma, Skip, or Bentaker when he returns and, and Lacelso and Madison, right? Um, uh, and then you look at the, the front three of Richarlison, Kulisevsky, and, and Son. I don't see a hole in that 11. We don't have Europe, right? So I think we are an interesting – we have an interesting opportunity as a club to take what is now, you know, just over three weeks of a transfer window and see what we want to do with $86 million that we maybe were or weren't going to have or pounds or whatever it is, right? Um I'll be, I'll be curious to see what, what we do with that. There is a Lukaku out there. I don't think that's a good move myself, right? But 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 if you have an extra almost 100 million pounds that you may or may not have had late in the window um, and you have a team that's that's pretty well shaped, you know, maybe you do go after that center back, like I said, but you can do a lot with that. So I'll be very curious to see what the club wants to do. And honestly, I'm really starting to believe that Pasta Kuglu has has a lot of pull, and I'm be curious to see who he wants to do with that money. Because the one thing I'll, I can assure you and all of the listeners is that there's no way Levy did this in defiance of Pasta Kuglu. Like, not a fucking chance. I firmly believe, and and anyone who's watched one and Pasta Kuglu interview or or presser will tell you that the first thing he said is, "Is it okay if Kane goes?" As I don't give a shit as long as the people want to be here, they, they should be here. Right. What yeah, I'm paraphrasing, right. Not even paraphrasing because we, this is all hypothetical, but we know that the pasta Koglu had to have been, you know, okay with this happening. If it were going to happen, I just don't see a world where, where Levy does him dirty this early in the tenure. Yeah. I mean, it, I've, I've seen a lot of people saying pasta Koglu is unlucky for having to deal with this, but again, I, I think any, any reasonable chairman and, look, there are questions as to whether or not we have a reasonable sure. chairman, but, but any reasonable chairman would have gone to Postacoglu and said, look, you can have Kane for one more season. We can, we can hold, we can hold firm on this and you can have him go out and bang in 25 goals and, and hope for the best and hope that it gets you into the champions league or at least into Europe, or we can, you know, bite the bullet here and reinvest some of what we'll get um, into the rest of the squad. And, you know, you would hope that, that, and Postacago was put in a place where, you know, he he was able to make that decision um, along along with you know other leadership at the club. But um, yeah, you would you would expect that that would have been the case. Um, I'm 
I'm just I'm really it, the one the one part of this that is selfishly for me is is a real shame is that we're not going to get to see James Madison and Harry Kane link up. It's like we've been waiting yeah. since Christian Eriksen left for that true like number ten to feed him, and it's amazing what Harry Kane has been able to do over the last few seasons without like a true guy to just like feed him the passes like a real passing midfielder. Uh, he's still been able to bang in the goals, but imagine if we get another one of those guys like Madison or even LaCelso. You threw LaCelso in there too. I think, you know, a lot of that. It's 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 kind of a shame that we won't get to see that link up. Um, but you know, Richarlison's going to have to to step up and Son and Kulisevsky and 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 the rest of the gang. I guess be- before we get out of here, I do think that it's 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 kind of important for us to have a conversation about what we want to see out of this club in terms of a captaincy, because obviously Hugo Lloris, we, we, that still is another thing that needs to be resolved. Um, but he is on his way out. Um, and I think everyone kind of just assumed, well, of course, Harry Kane will take the armband, but now with him departing, it's like, okay, I think there are logical ways to go with this, but also um, I think it's, it's up for a very open debate as well. And I think that there will be a lot of um, opinions on it. Um, I probably would lean to say that that Hyungmin Sun is the most logical choice, but I could also see it being a number of other players. Where are you when it comes to who you would want to see be the next captain of Tottenham Hotspur? Oh, for me, it's it's one one man only, and that's Hyungmin Sun. Um, like you, I, I I don't see a world where he's not the skipper going forward. Um, clearly, the 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 most the most talented player on the squad. Um, and even with Kane, Kane, Kane is probably the most talented player on the squad, right? But Hyungman's son is a very good footballer, always matters. But but ultimately, he's just a guy who does everything right, and his teammates have so much respect for him. Um, I don't see him as the as the guy screaming and hollering at everybody. Um, but I don't think you have to be that that type of captain by any means, right? As long as you're somebody that people will will stand behind or next to and march forward. Um, and, and believe and trust in you, then then you're a captain and that's sunny all day for me. So I just, I I, I only have one name and it, it stops right there. I would also be interested to know, is that going to be a three-year stint as captain? Is it going to be a two-year stint as captain? Could it be a five? Mm-hmm. I mean, we do have to remember that Hyungmin Sun is 31, which is what you want. You want a veteran as your captain, I think, in most places. Um especially with a team that is injecting youth into it um, more and more. But I would be interested to see if it, if it does end up being sunny, which I think is like, like I said, the most logical choice and the most, um, you know, reasonable, I guess. Uh, I don't think anyone would, would, would be opposed to it. I could see, you know, James Madison. I could see one of the other midfielders, perhaps Um, I could, you know, I could perhaps see Christian. I, I know there will be some calls for Christian Romero, um, I, I think you need a player who maybe spends more time on the field rather than getting suspended <laughs> with red cards, uh, to be your captain. But, um, all kidding aside, like, I do think there are other candidates, but I, I also think that Sonny is probably just the most, he's just the most logical choice. It seems like the most, um, you know, the most confidence will be brought for having, having Sonny wear the armband in my mind, but, uh, it remains to be seen. I guess we'll find out very soon, considering there is a game on Sunday, and uh, you know we're leaving this uh, this very short podcast out here for you guys with a, with a very small window. But um, if you haven't listened, we did do a full season preview earlier in the week uh, that posted on Tuesday, uh, and 
you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be back with you guys on Sunday, but Scotty, like what else, what else is there to say, man? Have, have the last word here on Harry Kane's departure. This, this feel, it feels kind of a little bit anticlimactic to me because it's like, we've been building to this and building to this. And it's the, it was the will he won't he the whole time or the will they won't they with when, when you speak about the club, but I don't know at this point, it's just like, where, where do we go from here? We're kind of just like, all right, it happened. And, and we move, we, we move, we move on. Yeah, I mean, the first thing, I'll say two things. First, I don't want any of my, uh, you know, uh, what's the word What's the word I'm looking for? The fact that I'm okay with, with this and, and pretty much unfazed by it, I don't want that to come off as disrespect for the greatest ever player to wear the badge, in my opinion. And there's people that, that will say I never watch HODL, and I think that's a very fair shout. But the, the, the greatest player that I've ever put my eyes on without question is, is Harry Kane, and I never want – want uh you know my apathy to come off as as uh anything other than than that right i have the most respect i could ever have for harry kane and i wish him all the best um i really really do i think he deserves everything he wants and it's not my job to determine what anyone else should want right so harry kane if you're getting what you want i'm very happy for you i appreciate what you've done for the club um and then and then i'll say this secondly i very vividly remember watching Spurs before Harry Kane was part of the first team and it felt just as good watching Tottenham. I loved it just as much. And to all those out there who don't know a Tottenham without Harry Kane, it will, it will feel just as good on Sunday. I, I, I promise. And I know that's weird to say, and maybe it doesn't feel like that, but Tottenham is Tottenham regardless of whether or not they have the best striker in the world lining up for them. Right. So um yeah i'm just excited for for this season like nathan a clark said and 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 like you said i think there's plenty to be excited about do i think we're gonna get top four no did i think we were with kane no and and honestly i don't think pasta was the type of guy that would want us to get top four at the expense of the the proper growth that should come with this project right i really think he's the guy that wants to to take things as they need to come right so who knows what's going to happen this season but I'm really, like I said earlier in the episode, just very excited that I can go on supporting Spurs without the hoopla of Harry Kane. No longer will we have to deal with Harry Kane being sold by the English press every single week to to Madrid and City and United. And again, not saying that I'm happy he's gone, right? But I'm very happy that we'll just get to watch Spurs and not have to deal with everything that comes with with Harry Kane. Um, And I think honestly, Losing Kane will help us so much in terms of us just being constantly in the press and in the in the front and center when it comes to the media, right? We've been front and center for so long because we were always shopping Harry Kane, right? Um, or should have been, right? For 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 his sake and his ambition and blah 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 blah. And now we can just be Tottenham and maybe be seen as that fifth or sixth best team in the Premier League and maybe make a run and, and shock some people, which is where we were before before Kane and Pochettino and all of that. So. Um, a bit of a rant, but but all in all, Tottenham will always be Tottenham, and I promise everyone it will feel just as good to watch Spurs on Sunday as it has in past. Time to go shock some people. Uh, you can follow Scott at DSM Spurs. You can follow me at A Stetka. Follow us at Tottenham Depot. Leave us a rating and review on your podcast app of choice. We'll be back with you guys Sunday after the Brentford match, the Harry Caneless Brentford match. Uh, until then, as always, come on, you Spurs. <laughs>